Hello everybody and welcome to the NHL 2018-2019 season preview from Jedi Dropez Productions. I'm your host Ryan Taylor and today I'm going to get into the Metropolitan Division. Um, if you're a regular Jedi Dropez listener, prepare yourself. This is all hockey talk. It's not exactly what you're used to. And if you found your way here as a hockey fan, uh, just know that the rest of this channel is not hockey related at all. It's pretty much just us talking about video games and comics and movies and um, all that geeky stuff. Uh, with all that business out of the way, let's get into the Metropolitan Division. First up, we have the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I expect this should be a breakout year for the Hurricanes, personally. Uh, I've been expecting it for a couple years. They're another one of those teams, much like I mentioned in the other episode with Buffalo and Florida. One of those teams that their breakout is is so imminent, um, and this year just seems like it's probably the year. Uh, let's see. Uh, they have one of the strongest defense cores in the league, hands down. Uh, you have Jakob Slavin, Justin Falk, Calvin DeHaan, Dougie Hamilton, Hayden Fleury, Brett Pesci. Those are going to be your top six. Plus you have Trevor Van Riemsdyk and possibly rookie Jake Bean as extra skaters. The defense is stacked from head to toe. Um, I can't see an issue with the defense this year. Um, that being said, goaltending was the biggest problem last season. Scott Darling had a very, very rough year, and I don't think it's going to happen again. I I really thought he was going to do well last year. Uh, I don't know if coaching was the issue. I don't know what exactly happened, but he just totally fell apart. Um, and I... I'm not sure what caused it, but I don't think it should happen again. Uh, if he can get back to how he was playing when he was in Chicago, I feel like he should be an excellent starter for Carolina. They've also added uh, Peter Mrazek as a backup there. Uh, I've never been the biggest fan of Peter Mrazek, but I like him better as a backup than a starter here. Uh, I think this should work out, this tandem. Um... And, of course, you've got a change in management, a massive change uh, from top to bottom here. Uh, new owner Tom Dundon is having a very hands-on approach. He's sort of co-GMing this. Um, brand new GM Don Waddell and brand new head coach Rob Brindamore. So I feel like the changes here should help as well. I'm not entirely sold on Bill Peters as a coach. Um... And I guess I'll get into that a little more when we get to Calgary, as that's where he left and went to. Uh, up front, you've got some great young offense. Uh, Avo, Teravainen, these guys should have uh, great years building off of the excellent seasons they had last year. Um, plus, you've got the veteran leadership of Justin Williams and Jordan Stahl. But what really excites me is they have multiple guys who could come in here and challenge for the Calder. Um, Martin Nikas looks great, but more so Andrei Sveknikov. Uh, I'm expecting big things from this kid. I'm expecting he's one of my favorites for the Calder. Uh, 
now if, if you're listening and you are taking part in my hockey pool uh you never mind that last part because i certainly will not be giving you any hints there um overall i just i liked how this team looks top to bottom uh perfect mix of youth and uh veteran uh you've got the stack defense hopefully a bounce back here and goaltending lots of offense uh I just think it's. I think it, it might be the year for Carolina, and uh, I'm expecting they're going to push their way into the playoffs with this team. So my prediction here is that they finish fourth in their division, uh, which was a, a tough call to make because I'm, I'm I was a little stuck between them and the fifth team, but I'll get into that a little more uh, when I get there. Next up, we have the Columbus Blue Jackets now. Columbus, in my eyes, have solidified themselves as a, an elite team, um, which I never would have expected myself saying, uh, say, two, three years ago, but season after season, they are one of the top metropolitan teams, and I feel like you can safely say that they are an elite-level team now at this point. Um, absolutely solid down the middle. Uh, center-wise, you've got Pierre-Luc Dubois, Alex Wenberg, Nick Foligno and Brandon Dubinsky. Um, not that Dubinsky is my favorite player, but as a fourth line center, it's it's a pretty good spot to have Dubinsky. Um, what's dangerous about Columbus is they can roll the offensive lines in the same way that uh, Vegas did last year, and, and was the reason for a lot of Vegas's success. Uh, you have, hopefully, if contract disputes work out, Panarin on that top line with Dubois and Atkinson, and we saw last year just how good that line can be. Uh, they even gave Washington a hard time in the first round uh, of the playoffs. Um, they came pretty close to winning that series, as far as I could tell, and, I mean, Washington won the cup. So that just goes to show how, how good these guys are, how fast and young they are. Um, you also have, uh, not going to say the deepest defense, but that top pair is one of the best pairs in the league, hands down. Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski are fucking excellent, and they're so young. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're, what, 24 and 21, respectively. So they're going to be one of the best defensive pairs in the league for t- a long time to come. Um and then you put those guys in front of Sergei Bobrovsky, who, for my money, he's the most consistent and dependable goalie in the league. Uh, you can take your care of Price, you can take your Braden Holtby. Bobrovsky puts up solid numbers every single year. I really hope they get the contract worked out there because Bobrovsky is the heart of the team for me. Uh, and yeah, John Tortorella is a hothead. I know, I know. I'm not the biggest Tortorella fan either, but he gets results. He he puts up wins as a coach. Um, you just combine all these things uh, with the great track record they've had in recent years, excellent playoffs, uh, some of the youth that's come forward. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, especially, I didn't expect him to emerge as the first-line center last year. And he's having excellent chemistry on that top line. He's just giving it his all. Um, I think Columbus is going to have a great year. I know some people are, are uh, 
I've seen a lot of predictions saying that they're going to be the best team in the Metro. I'm not sure where where that high uh, an expectation comes from, but I wouldn't be shocked if I saw that. If if they were if they dominated the league and ended up on top of the of the Metro, I wouldn't be blown away, surprised. It's just it's not my prediction. I'm going. I'm going to play play it safe a little bit here. I'm going to say they're third in the division, uh, safely in a playoff spot, but not exactly dominating. Okay, next up we have the New Jersey Devils. Um, New Jersey is a team I've been a fan of for a long time, going back to their Stanley Cup years. I mean, due mostly to Martin Brodor. I grew up a goalie, so I was always a big fan of Brodor. Uh, I wish I could say that the Devils are going to be great and that they'll improve on their excellent season they had last year, but I don't think it's going to happen, guys. I really don't. Um, so last year, if you weren't paying attention, if you need to be caught up here, they had a great year. They made it into the playoffs. And come on, guys. Let's be real here. Uh, it was all because of Taylor Hall. Yes, they had some great performances from rookies, but... Um, Taylor Hall led the team 93 points in 76 games. Uh, career year for him. Can he repeat that? Is he now a 90 point, 90 plus point guy every year? I mean, maybe, but it's not uh, for certain. And behind that, uh, there was a 41 point difference between him and the next guy on the team. That's insane. Uh, Nico Hishier, who I love, uh, had 52 points. Great rookie season. But here's the thing. You've got Nico Hishier. You've got Will Butcher. You've got Jesper Bratt. These were pretty much the top guys behind Taylor Hall. They were all rookies. Now, it could be one of those situations where every single one of those rookies has an excellent sophomore year and builds on that, and they have a great year. But with rookies, it's always a 50-50. Are they going to improve on that? Are they going to build themselves into excellent NHL players? Are they going to run into the sophomore slump and kind of fall apart in their second year? Uh, Now, I'm not saying all these guys are going to fall apart, but one of them might, two of them might. And with the lack of offense behind Taylor Hall, that's going to be a big loss. And on top of that... They didn't add anything in the offseason. They didn't they didn't take this season and say, okay, we have a great base to build on. Let's bring a couple guys in and help this out. But they didn't do that. And I just, I think the team is going to gonna lack offense a little this year. Um, like, it's going to be hard for Hall to follow that up. I'm not saying he's going to have a bad year, but he's probably going to slip down to... I don't know, the 70s or 80s, and uh, you take away those 10 to 20 points, you take away points wherever one of those rookies is probably going to fall apart a little bit, um, and there's just not much else behind that. Um, and on top of that, is is the goaltending really figured out? Corey Schneider fell apart last year. I love Corey Schneider, and he's been holding that team together for years, but he struggled big time last year. Uh, Keith Kincaid held it together pretty well, 
uh, in Schneider's absence, but can Kincaid do that again? I don't think so. Uh, he's not a starter. That's it, not uh, what Keith Kincaid's been known to do. And hopefully Schneider gets back to his form because um, at his best, he's one of the better goalies in the NHL. Um, which it would that would be a big help. That could save the team and save this season. Uh, and I think what really hurts the team is the the lack of depth. Because behind the stars, I'm gonna say stars because I feel like Nico is the safest bet here for those rookies. I think Nico Heischer is gonna be an absolute all star. Um, and I guess you've got Kyle Palmieri as well. But behind those guys, there's really not much. The third and fourth lines are very weak. Uh, and with the way some of the other teams are being built, not just in the league, but in specifically in this division with these strong offensive third lines, it's going to be hard to match up. Um, I think in the playoffs last year against T- Tampa is when you really saw the weak spots in this Devils team. Um and so with that all in mind, I, I'm not predicting they're going to have an absolute terrible year, but they're not going to have the year they had last year. They're, I think they're going to miss the playoffs here. I'm predicting they finish sixth overall in the division. Um, I wish I could say it was going to be higher. I, I really, I love the Devils, and I really wish they could uh, turn into the elite team I want to see them be. Next up, we have probably the most tragic team of the season, the New York Islanders, um, with a big hole up front where John Tavares used to be. Uh, I do think that the future is surprisingly bright for a team that just lost uh, an absolute all-star center here and their captain, Um, but I don't think the immediate future is very bright at all. over the next couple of years, you're going to see Kiefer Bellows, Joshua Hosang, Noah Dobson, Oliver Wallstrom, and I mean, you've already got guys like Matt Barzell on the roster. So, obviously, up front, they're going to be great uh, eventually, and uh, and defensively as well, because uh, Dobson it looks, looks excellent, um, but... When are they going to play? I don't know. I mean, maybe one one or two of these guys will jump into the league this year, um, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, right now, you've got Matt Barzell, who is looking to be um, the new face of the team, basically after an excellent rookie season. Uh, he's not going to be protected like he was last year because you had the Tavares line ahead of him. Um, Barzell, Eberle, Bolivier on that second line did great work, but as the top line, they're going to get much harder matchups. Um, can Eberle repeat what he did last year? Uh, is Bolivier for real? Can these guys can like can these guys match up with some of the the top lines in the league? I don't know. Um, second line looks solid. Uh, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, Josh Bailey. Uh, if they can get things clicking, that'll help the team big time. Hopefully Josh Bailey can build off of his season last year. He had a great season. Um, but the third and fourth lines look very rough to me. you got Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Siskis, and Matt Martin. you got Andrew Ladd, 
You got Kovar. You got Komarov. Like, I don't know. I don't know about these third and fourth lines. Um, hopefully, the uh, additions of Lou Lamorello as GM, Barry Trotz as head coach, will help. But this is a rough roster to work with. Um, a lot of holes, a lot of missing pieces. I mean, obviously. Uh, and the defense was not good last year at all, but now it looks worse. They didn't really fix that issue. You've got guys like Scott Mayfield and Adam Pellick who are going to be relied upon in top six roles. Uh, other than that, you've got Johnny Boychuk, Ryan Pulak, Nick Letty, and Thomas Hickey as your top four. Uh, Pulak looks great. Pulak is maybe the best-looking defenseman they have there now. Some of these guys are getting a little past their prime. Uh, defense is rough. The the depth of up front is rough. Uh, and and the the top line is questionable as a top line because if if Matt Barzell slips at all, then any chance this team had kind of falls apart. Uh, and then you've got goaltending. Uh, there's not really a clear number one here. Thomas Grice has been kind of back and forth for a while. Uh, they moved Halak out, and Robin Leonard moved in here. Um, hopefully, I, I really I like Robin Leonard, and I really hope that he can uh, get his his game together here. Um, had some rough times there in Buffalo. Uh, a lot of guys I like on this team. Uh, I've never been a big Islanders fan, but there's a lot of well, there's a lot to like in this roster, uh, personality-wise. But it just it doesn't look like it's going to be a good team. And and Metro is a very competitive division. Um, so obviously, with all that in mind, I'm putting them at the bottom of the division. Uh, they're going to finish eighth here, as far as I can tell. I mean. Maybe maybe Barzell is going to lead this team out of the dark and back into the playoffs, but he's got a long way to go. Uh, they've got their work ahead of them. Um, and I wish I could be more positive about the Islanders. I wish that uh, t- the, the loss of Tavares wasn't going to be as big a hit as it is, but uh, it's going to be rough. Okay, moving on to the other New York team in this division. We have the New York Rangers up next. Um, Last year, they announced a major overhaul. uh, Kind of hinted that they're going to go with a full rebuild. And they kind of did that. Uh, Like, they they didn't go to the full extent that I expected. Uh, Rick Nash and Ryan McDonough were both traded at the trade deadline. Um... I don't know that like they they sounded as if they were overhauling the entire team. You still got a lot of the major pieces there from the past lineup, uh, and you're still relying on Henrik Lundqvist in net. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Henrik Lundqvist is one of the greatest goaltenders of our time, but you know he's starting to approach his, I guess you call him Yarmer Yager years. Um, and he could continue to play elite goaltending. He could he could still be uh, a fantastic goalie at his age, 
or it could be a Martin Brodeur situation. He could just drop off in an instant and not be able to to stop anything. So if that happens, who's going to play? Because they don't have anything in in terms of backup. They trade away all their top backup goalies. Um, so goaltending is definitely an issue. Um, there is a lot of youth on the team. There's a lot to like. Uh, Brady Shea on defense. You've got Vladislav Nemestikov came over in the McDonough trade. Um, but the question with Nemestikov is can he repeat those numbers without Kucherov and Stamkos on his line? Because he's not going to have line mates like that in New York. Um, and then you've got uh, Ryan Spooner, Mika Zibanejad, Pavel Buknovic, uh, Jimmy VC. A lot of guys who. Um, could possibly make that next step forward in in their development. Uh, haven't really sh- like they've they've shown promise and potential, but haven't really uh, come forward as as elite players. Uh, I don't know why exactly the Rangers picked up Adam McQuaid from Boston. Like, yeah, he's he's good. He's got some grit, but he's going to be relied upon in a top four role. And so is Mark Stahl. And, I don't know, these guys are past the prime. Um, they're, they're not what I would call top four defensemen. And behind them, you've got even less. Uh, Shattenkirk and Brady Shea are basically carrying the defense. And at their best, those two are elite defensemen. Or Shea at least looks like he's going to be. Um... I don't know, the, the forward uh, depth isn't really there. Uh, you still got guys like Kreider and, and Zuccarello and and, and Hayes. Um, you still have some good forwards here. And you've got some promising young ones like the, the, the bunch that I mentioned. Along with uh, potential Calder nominee, Elias Anderson. You have, there's a lot of potential at every... Uh, position, but you don't really have any guaranteed all-star performances here. You don't have any real depth at any position. Uh, any injury to either Lundqvist or, or uh, lack of quality in Lundqvist playing or any injury on defense to Shattenkirk or Shea and your whole back end falls apart because the entire back end defensively and in net is relying on three guys uh, and that's that's a hard thing to do uh, so with all that like I, I expect uh, the Rangers are going to be good eventually uh, if they can f- move along this rebuild a little more they're going to need some young goaltending for the future. They're going to need, like, Lundqvist can't play forever. Um, they need to bring in somebody else to eventually take over for this guy. Uh, they need to build on their defense. They need more than just two reliable defensemen. Um, and hopefully the the forward situation, I hope the, the forwards just develop naturally because their forward crop looks pretty good. Um... All that, I'm, I'm predicting they finish 7th in the division. Um, 
right between Jersey and the Islanders. It's it's not going to be a complete disaster like the Islanders, but uh, they don't have anyone to possibly carry the team the way that Jersey has Taylor Hall. Um, and who knows, maybe they will have a better season than I'm expecting, but that's that's where I would peg them in at. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, now, Philadelphia is a team that I really like, and I think they are so close to being an elite team, but they're just missing that little bit. Um, of course, up front, Philly is fucking loaded. You've already had uh, Claude Giroux, Jacob Voracek, Sean Couturier, Nolan Patrick, Travis Konecki, and Wayne Simmons, and then you just add James Van Riemsdyk to that without really losing anything. Uh, they should be able to put it in the net. And defense is no difference because you've got a young but dependable uh, defense core led by Shane Gosisbear, Ivan Provorov, and Travis Sanheim. Uh, in those two areas, Philly is is almost as good as any team in the league. But the goaltending is, is where the real issue lies. You've got Brian Elliott and Michael Neuwirth as your two main goaltenders. And, like, they, they can have hot streaks where they're solid in net. But... If you follow, if you follow either of these guys, they're they're inconsistent. Um, Brian Elliott could be could could be one of the best goaltenders in the league, putting up um, nine twenty nine thirty save percentage, and then the next week he is not stopping anything, and he looks like he should be playing in the AHL. And I really I really enjoyed Elliott's play back in St. Louis, um, but. He's not consistent anymore. He's he's better suited for a backup role than a starter, or at least in a starter position with a very very reliable backup. But Michael Neuwirth is is very much the same. He uh, he's not a starter. He he can't really handle a starter's load, and he's great for a streak. If you can get him on a hot streak, uh, positioned well with said playoffs, you you can get some great great goaltending out of Neuwirth. But uh, they're just they're just both so iffy for me. Um, now maybe maybe with the defense that Philly has, if they have the right year, that these guys can be protected and that can work out really well. But um, I don't know. Uh, what looks good though, and what could be the savior of this season. Um, Carter Hart and Anthony Stolarz are both uh, goalie prospects that Philly has. And they both look like some of the best goalie prospects in the whole league. So if one of them can make the push uh, to the NHL this year and steal that starter position, then Philly could get really rolling here. Um, if and, if and the thing is, if Philly gets a goaltender and any of these four guys... If that gets working, I think Philly could maybe be one of the best teams in the league. But goaltending's a question mark. I'm and I'm not confident in the goaltending. Uh, so I'm gonna put them at fifth in the division. 
Uh, I think that's where they can get with less than average goaltending, uh, which is still on the playoff bubble. Um, so yeah, you you add a solid goaltender to that, and and I mean who knows? Maybe they're going to trade for one before the season starts or within the first couple months of the season, depending on how the season starts here. Um, but just watch for the goaltending situation in Philly, and that is really going to be the make or break of their whole season. Well, much like the Atlantic Division breakdown, I've got two teams left, and the last two spots I have are first and second overall. So, um, first up, we've got the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, probably the most popular team in this division. Um, Expect a lot of the same. And I'm not saying, like, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not talking about the playoffs here. I'm talking about regular season. Expect the same as, as every other year. You've got Sidney Crosby. You've got Evgeny Malkin. You've got Phil Kessel. They have their three lines. You, you're rolling three offensive lines with three incredibly dangerous, incredibly elite forwards. Uh, you've got roughly the same defense led by Chris Letang and Justin Schultz. And... You got Matt Murray and Net. It's, it's they're going to be an elite team. Uh, there's no question about it. Um, goaltending is the biggest issue for Pittsburgh right now, uh, as we saw last year with Mark Andre Fleury leaving for Vegas. Matt Murray wasn't quite ready for a full 82 game. Well, not sorry, not 82 games, but a full starter workload, um, and he struggled a little bit there. So, can he handle a workload this year? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, they're going to be fine even if he, he can't. I mean, they, they were last year. Uh, the question is now, who's the backup? Because last year, going into last season, the two backups they had were Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. And going into last season, between the two of them, they had one NHL game experience. Uh, which is crazy. And now, uh, going into this year, you've got the same two guys. Uh, they've played a combined 40 NHL games. Uh, not a lot of experience here in goaltender. And that's that's the problem, because Murray, yes, he has two cups under his belt. He has excellent playoff experience. But regular season last year was his first time as a starter. year before that, he split the load with Fleury. And before that, he was he was a, a rookie, basically. Uh, so, not a lot of experience, because Murray, having one full NHL season under his belt, is easily the most experienced guy. Jerry and Smith, little to no experience here. Uh, now, who knows? Maybe one of these guys will, will even come forward and, and start uh, winning... So many games that they end up playing more than Murray. It's possible. I mean, we saw Philip Grubauer in Washington playing more than Holtby when Holtby slacked off last year. So anything's possible with goaltending here. Um, but as I said, expect more of the same. Um, even if all three of these goalies completely fall apart. I mean, you've, you've got the Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel lines, and you've got the solid defense. Pittsburgh's going to be an elite team, and there's no question about it. 
I'll be I'll be absolutely shocked if they're not. Um, so the question is, where am I putting them? I'm going second. I'm going second in the division because, of course, the next team we have is the Washington Capitals, uh, and obviously I'm putting them as first in the division. And that's not just me hyping them up because they just won a cup. Uh, again, congratulations to not just the Washington Capitals, but mostly to Alex Ovechkin on finally winning a cup. God damn, I was waiting for that storyline to end. Uh, the thing about Washington is they kept almost the entire roster together. They didn't really lose much. They didn't have to add much. Um, and even if that's the one and only cup, and that's the one and only real playoff run Washington ever gets. They've been dominating the regular season for years. Every year, Washington is one of the top teams in the league with one of the best records in the regular season, and don't expect that to change. Um, They're strong at every single position. They've had great offense for years now. I mean, Ovechkin and Backstrom and Kuznetsov and Oshie and all these guys... Uh, defense is actually coming more into its own than it has been. So, <laughs> believe it or not, they could be a better team. you got guys like John Carlson and Dmitry Orlov who are really fine in their game as, as elite defensemen. And, of course, you got Braden Holtby, one of the best in the league. Um, doesn't have Philip Grubauer to back him up this year, so that could be a small issue. But... Hopefully, if uh, if things look um, as good as I think, Ilya Samsonov, who is, I, th- I believe, the number one rated goalie prospect in the league, uh, he could make his debut this year. And he could end up backing up Holtby. Or if, if he has a breakout year, maybe he'll end up challenging Holtby for that starter position. Uh, I don't expect that quite yet. Like, I know Holtby had a rough year last year, but in the playoffs, Holtby found his game, and he again looked like the best goalie in the world, um, which is what I think he might be uh, when he's at his best, of course. So, expect a lot of the same here with Washington. Uh, again, I'm not calling the playoffs here. I'm not saying they're going to win another cup. Uh, get to that when the time comes. But they're gonna they're gonna dominate the regular season again. It's it's what Washington knows best. Um, so that's my expectation there. And on that, that is the Metropolitan Division breakdown. Uh, a little quicker than the Atlantic was, but the Atlantic also has some really interesting teams with a lot of issues. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Atlantic Division breakdown. Uh, you can go listen to that on the channel. Uh, and, of course, at this time, the Pacific and Central should also be up. Uh, I have since decided I'm going to release all these at once, so you should see them all here uh, on the channel. Uh, and as always, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for indulging me in this. Uh, it's really fun to talk about hockey. It's one of my favorite interests. I, I can talk hockey for days. Um, and... If you want to go check out uh, the other episodes of the NHL season preview, or if if you're into the geeky side of things, you want to go check out the other podcast. You can find all that over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We're available on Google Play and Stitcher and YouTube and iTunes and all those places. 
And uh, until next time, keep your fucking stick on the ice. Later. This has been a Jedi Dropouts production.